Welcome back, Chiefs fans. Are you ready? It's Wild Card Week, and we're going to get down to what's coming this week. Now, lots of updates in terms of personnel, what it means, and how they move forward as they get ready for those Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. You can check out another show on the network, maybe the draft show. We've been busy lately. There is a championship game being played as we are getting ready to record this. Uh, it'll go on here tonight. Lots of possible Chiefs in that game. I'm just saying that out loud. Uh, obviously, we need to think about down, down the line here because we've got a lot of updates on where the team is. Honestly, it feels like uh, we can exhale and feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I have to say really quick before we dive into the updates on the team, what a crazy game. <laughs> that happened Sunday night. Uh, that almost did it at a tie, which would have mean the Chiefs would have played the Raiders, but they're playing the Steelers because the Raiders won. Um, I'm wondering when Staley's going to stop trying to use analytics to justify everything because going for it inside your own 20 is idiotic. I don't care yeah, uh, what anybody sick. else says. Uh, if, if it's late in the game, that's different, but it was not even the middle of the third quarter yet. So... Well, and how many uh, fourth downs do they have to convert? <laughs> right. Well, and that was late in the game. So, uh, you know, right. just stupid, stupid call on his part. And, you know, it ended up costing him because the, that field goal led to the Raiders being able to tie. And obviously, who knows how that could have ended. But uh, we did get some news on the Chiefs. Uh, sounds like he'll – Andy Reid thinks he'll be ready to go. Sounds like he thinks Williams should be ready to go. They didn't really talk about Kelsey, which leads me to believe that there was no really lingering effects of that injury at all. Yeah, agreed. And they even said that they're going to get some work out of Clyde and they're hoping to get him back this week too. So I think that's a sigh of relief specifically for uh, for Daryl in case Clyde isn't ready and obviously for Tyree Kill. Those were two things that could have derailed this plan even against an opponent that they clearly have the numbers on from just a couple of weeks ago. I don't think that I can draw much differentiation from that and we'll see who's coaching where. We're going to talk about the coaching options here in the next segment, but for right now, the way that everything is built, there's there's not any changes that the Pittsburgh Steelers can make that I think can really help them get through this game. So if the Chiefs are now at full strength, or even if, if Clyde misses and you're back to what you were a couple weeks ago, I, I don't see any issues with what's going to happen on the field. Yeah, no, and I can't see issues with what's going to happen on the field either. I think that they're in a good position as long as uh, you don't have a, a rash of COVID. And, and that's really the big question going into any of these games going into the playoffs is, are you going to have COVID breakout midweek? I'm not saying that they will, but that's the one thing that can derail you possibly. Yeah, you, you always have to watch out for that. You never quite know. And the Chiefs kind of dodged it. I was, I was surprised and happily so that uh, they didn't have any more fallout from the Cincinnati game because Cincinnati had a bunch of guys go on the COVID list. So they they dodged that one as well. A lot of dodging going on out there, and I think you have to feel pretty good about it if you're a Chiefs fan. Yeah, you absolutely do, considering the Bengals put a bunch of people on. The Chargers put a bunch of people on right after they played the Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City hit a couple of those and then dodged it when the when the Bengals got it. So, you know, it's just going to be something to watch going forward, and, and I'm not sure how it's going to play out. But Kansas City's obviously going to get ready for the Steelers game, and I feel good about it. I do think that it's based on the way things played out last time. I think you have to feel good about it. I will say I don't really like that they play Sunday night. I really was hoping for a Saturday game. Um, yeah. Mainly because if you get a Saturday game, you're guaranteed not to have a short week the next week. 
which I think is important. I agree. And, and I kind of thought that's what the way it was going with them setting them up to be on Saturday this week, that that was the way it was going to stack. I'm actually a little bit relieved. Uh, I'm going to be down in Phoenix, Arizona, folks. If you happen to be around, come say hi um, for m- one of my daughter's sporting events. Uh, so I'm going to be recording remotely after the game. And it, had it been on Saturday night, that was going to be pretty tight for me to make both events. So I'm, I'm a little bit relieved myself, but we're going to get there. At the end of the day, what it means is that the next couple of days are going to be walkthroughs. Uh, I'm sorry, walkthrough today, going to have a couple of practices, and then you're going to know what's going to happen. I think, that especially given like the, the fringe injury concerns, they're going to take it pretty easy. I think they've been building up for this so that they can turn a couple of things loose. I don't think they'll have to. I think this will be like just slightly less vanilla than what we saw last week. Yeah, and I think that that's a good situation for them to be in. And I think that the other thing that I would really focus on in this game is trying to get some other players going on the offensive side if you can. Uh, force feed Gordon the ball if you can get him five or six catches. You know, try to work that in. Try to get Gore going again. Try to get you know McKinnon going again. Just try to use all your different offensive pieces. So and maybe even try to get Noah Gray going. Uh, you know, give Kelsey some snaps off, get Noah Gray in there, get, throw him the ball a couple of times, see if you can get some of these other guys going, because if you get more weapons going into the next couple of rounds, you're going to be in much better position. Yeah. And you got to take all those guys and it's all about preparation. And if you need some help in preparation this year, people usually think that unusual circumstances mean more complicated taxes, but TurboTax live experts are there to make things a little less interesting for you when they get interesting. Life changes are exciting, but they usually lead to tax implications. So maybe you are a full-time employee who decided to go freelance. That always adds to it. That's something that we deal with every single year. But luckily, TurboTax Live has experienced experts that are dedicated to answering your questions and helping you get through tax season. Whether you're married or have kids or have changed careers or have multiple careers or whatever you're doing, visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Do your thing, get your taxes right, and do it with Intuit TurboTax Live. We have to talk about where they are in terms of what happened Black Monday because it's gone pretty quickly. You saw a couple of uh, not only coaches, but coaches and GM pairings go. You saw a GM retire that may lead to something with the coach, may not. We're going to have to see who becomes the GM. We'll, we'll get to see, that. I can't I, see Judge staying. I, well, hey, I, I know if somebody from the Chiefs organization gets there, he will not. So we'll find out what happens. But uh, for me, I woke up in the morning, and the thing that was the biggest surprise for me was the firing of Brian Flores. Um, how did you take that one? I think it's surprising. Uh, the more I read throughout the day, it seems like there was a power struggle between him and the GM. And so it doesn't shock me that he's gone. I don't think it was a good move for Miami. Uh, what kind of, you know, what do you say to a coach that lost seven games, then won seven games, then beat the Patriots to end the season uh, and had Tua playing pretty well? Um, and And the other part of it is, it sounds like one of the reasons that Deshaun Watson was looking at going to Miami was Flores. Uh, and if you're wanting to get Deshaun Watson, that's going to be a problem now. Yeah, it certainly is. I, I think it's a misstep as well, but I will say this. The ramifications are that if Steve Spagnuolo should get a head coaching offer, then we have to start looking at defensive coordinator candidates. And this is obviously weeks down the road after they've won the Super Bowl and everything, folks. But we still got to keep it in mind because – I thought Matt House might have been a candidate for it. 
I don't know that there's anyone else currently on staff that feels like it's a straight in inherit that role, step on up the ladder. So I think it could be a year when they look outside the organization and Brian Flores would now be at the top of the list for me. Yeah, I think he would be very high on that list. And the question I would have is how are you going to uh, play defensively? Are you going to continue? I would think you'd have to continue with the four, three, you got the pieces there for that. You don't really want to switch schemes uh, in the middle of a Super Bowl dynasty type run. And I say dynasty very gently, but when you continue to go to the Super Bowl year after year after year, you have the ability to build that. So Kansas City gets back there third year in a row. I think that's going to be something. Uh, I have a hard time believing Spagnuolo is going to get a coaching a head coaching gig uh, just because I don't think that uh, the slide at the very end of the season is going to be looked upon very, very well. Um, if they wouldn't have had that big slide against the Bengals and against the, you know, the Broncos to a lesser extent, I think that that would have been different, but, you know, in the Chargers game, I kind of throw out because when you're missing three different starters, you're missing three defensive starters, uh, and those are all basically stars for this team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I will say this. I will reserve my decision until we see what the defense is able to put up in the postseason because I think that may help him and get him back on the radars. It, um, it may. The problem is, is I'm wondering if the coaching circle isn't already done by the time they're into week two of the postseason. It may be, but I think resurrecting the defensive output, I think, would put him back on that for those that are latecomers. And I'm sure there are some organizations that are still going to make changes that we don't know about yet. New York being one of them, they seem to be kind of up in the air right now. Dave Gellman retired, for those who haven't heard that news yet. And one of the people that they reached out to speak to is the Chiefs, Ryan Poles. Now, if he goes over there, I don't see any way that Joe Judge remains in that building because – I don't think you can say after experiencing Kansas City that basing anything around a mediocre quarterback and not having the skill set to support him and advance him is something that will happen underneath a GM that came from Kansas City. I don't think that there's any way Joe Judge keeps his job if it's a GM that has a lot of respect. If it has a G, if it's a GM that comes in that has respect coming into the position because to me, you don't hire a coach. You don't keep the coach and tell the GM this is who you're going to be working with. The GM needs to make that hire. So in my mind, I think that it's going to be a new coach. I can't imagine Joe Judge is going to continue to be the coach. But at this point, they're not getting rid of the coach because they need to get a GM first. Uh, and if Poles gets hired, that will net Kansas City, I believe, two third-round picks, one this year and one in 2023. So True. just something to watch. Another one to watch is the same thing would be true if and when Eric Bieniemy finally gets a job. Now, this is going to hurt, folks, if you haven't heard the news. First team to reach out and ask to speak to Eric Bieniemy about a head coaching position is the Denver Broncos. Yep. I I feel like that is a really interesting twist. Should that happen? I really don't know what they're going to do at the quarterback spot because I, I have to think that Eric's not somebody that you think is going to be able to mesh with an Aaron Rodgers if you can get him or a Russ Wilson if you can get him. I would think that that would be kind of an investment in a young quarterback to try to develop, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but is Eric going to be the guy to develop him? I mean, no offense to Eric Bainey. I think he's done a fantastic job in Kansas City his time here, Uh, but I do think that that's a big question that people are going to have is, is he really going to be the guy that can develop a young QB? 
And I'm not so sure that he can or that he is ready for that role right now. Yeah, that makes sense. I think this is just the beginning, though. I think as they go on, especially as they have success in the postseason, I think you're going to see both those guys get a little bit more interested. It goes on, and obviously, enemy I think, will will go further. I think Poles is is going to get a job this year. He interviewed in North Carolina. Uh, I'm sorry, in Carolina last year. Um, so I, I do expect that to kind of come down the pike, and I think it's as likely that he or Mike Borgazzi may get a job. I can definitely see that. Uh, I think that there's possibilities that both of them get jobs, and Kansas is going to have some changes that they're going to have to make. They're obviously already going to need a linebacker's coach. We know that. Question is, are they going to need new coordinators? It's going to be it's going to be better on the offensive side because I think that process to elevation, especially for Kafka, is probably a lot easier. Um, the question is, can you can you avoid losing Kafka too? Because his name's come up the last couple of off seasons as well, even without being the OC. So that leaves a lot there. But there's a lot to this twist, and it'll all depend on how the outcome of the Pittsburgh game and the subsequent games comes down. So we're going to get into that after this. Hey, Chiefs fans, this is Chris Clark with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, GetUpside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents per gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up that's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card in Am- to Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code Touchdown to get fifty cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code Touchdown. OnlineGambling.com is on a mission, and they are ready to prove it. They want to give. Every gambler in the world, the best chance of beating the odds. That's what they're here for. OnlineGambling.com is on a mission to be the world's most empowering gaming and betting site. Not doing the betting, but giving you the information that you need. Giving you the edge and providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. OnlineGambling.com is inspired by every gambler around the world to beat the odds and make sure that you get it by having all the NFL information that you need at your fingertips. Get tips, get info, get it all over at OnlineGambling.com. Visit the website for all the latest NFL news. Make sure that you use Online NFL Gambling, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL. That's what it is. I want to put it all together for some reason. Um, To give the news, the tips, and everything that you need, that's OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of these playoffs. The most of these playoffs for me is to pick up where you left off on the game plan two weeks ago. Exploit the defense, keep TJ Watt off of Patrick Mahomes, and make sure that you get out to a sizable lead so that you can then shut it down. And like you said, in case you were to get bumped to a short week, be prepared for that by resting the starters in the second half. That is goal number one, three, four, and eight for me. Yeah, and 15 and 20 and 99. So uh, I, I do think Kansas City has the ability to go into this game, get off to an early start. Uh, the problem is, is there have to be firing on both sides of the ball. They were firing on defense against the Bengals early on. Don't get me wrong. I understand the Bengals have a much better QB situation and a much better wide receiver group, but you can't go into that Pittsburgh game and let them hang around. 
if you want to go get up three scores and then you can keep it at least a two score game the entire rest of the game, then you can play some of your subs in the second half. That's fine. But you have to make sure that you're keeping it at least a two score game at all times. So you don't let Pittsburgh hang around and it get closer than it really needs to be. And then you have a chance of losing. That's, I mean, yeah. Hey, we all know, we all know there's always a chance, right? I think everything showed you that in that game last night. All they have to do is concentrate, take care of themselves, take care of their bodies, manage the game plan. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger in particular is going to be in a position to hurt them. Now, can they let up like they've done the last couple of weeks and take this team for granted? No, this is the playoffs. So you got to get your attitude right in what I think has been lacking the few last few weeks. Are you they make that turnaround now? I think so. I think the big thing, though, that I want to see is I want to see them hit Ben early, and I want to see them hit him often. And I'm not talking vicious and dirty hits. I'm just saying go hit the quarterback and get him down. Ben is not going to be a guy that's going to stand up in the pocket and be able to take the hits that he used to in his career and stay standing up and still get the ball downfield. (laughs) He may have one or two of those in a game, but he's not going to have the 5 to 10 that he used to have in his career where – you know, he could shrug off a guy and still throw the ball 30 yards down the field. That's going to be a struggle for him. So if you can hit him early and you can get in his head or you can hit him early and you can take him down multiple times, that's going to go a long way towards this defense being able to do what they want. Well, and, and that's that's the name of the game. And I think that's kind of what we saw towards the end of the Bronco game. But when we looked at the, the snap counts for the front, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, only 39 snaps apiece. Now, that that sounds light, but, I mean, it's still talking 60% of what they played, right? So they got some relief, but not a day off. So I actually think that's good. Get it churning a little bit without, like, having that lull of not playing. But it comes down to Melvin Ingram's made some plays. Now they have to perform as a unit, as a front, all four of them, and just take that first step forward in ramping up. And I think – if they can do that, that sets the tone for the entire playoffs, which then takes the pressure off of the offense and sets them up to go back on another run all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they're set up well for it. I think if you look at it, they have a situation where you have a you have a secondary that's playing well for the most part. Uh, don't get me wrong. They've had some lapses at times, but they've played well for the most part. But you also have a linebacking core that's gotten better as the year's gone on. And Willie Gay and Nick Bolton are playing very well right now. And those guys are going to help you. If you can stop Najee Harris from running the ball, that's going to make that Pittsburgh offense more one-dimensional. And you're going to have to try to throw against this defense. And that is going to lead to Chris Jones getting the, the ability to get after the quarterback. You know Melvin Ingram wants sacks against this Pittsburgh team. And Frank Clark has also looked very, very different and a lot better since early in the season. Yeah, that's true, but they have to like flip that switch back on because they had been very good, and then the last sure. two weeks, the defense is tackled for nothing. Uh, Harris will run through you. He can run away and through you. So they have you to all, be on their game. I have to ask, do you think that they were taking it a little lightly last week? Yep. Because it sure seemed like it. Sure seemed like they were saving themselves. I completely agree, especially knowing that I, I think probably wasn't hinging on, but they were getting hints that Derrick Henry was going to be back. At some point, and I think that plays a role as well because you can see yourself at least having to get to them in order to get to your goal. You got to feel like you have a, a relatively good chance with that. So I think it, it kind of stepped them back. And unfortunately, 
the the thing that makes me nervous is once you're out of the habit, once you let up and you let that fall away from being a habit, it's hard to pick it back up. Sometimes you can have some hiccups. So I want to see them come out, stick these tackles. And honestly, they should be doing a lot of tackling this week in practice. If, if there's one thing that they do, that ought to be it. Yeah, and they really need to have a good game in this game because I'm not saying that the Pittsburgh offense scares me. They don't. But the thing is, is if you have a good game going into this game, it makes the game after that even easier. And I'm not, I'm not overlooking the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's not at all what I'm doing. What I'm saying is Kansas City is the better team. They should be able to handle the Steelers. If they play well on defense, it's going to lead to a better defense the next week, regardless of who it is they play. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's hope that they do. Folks, let us know what you think. Where are you at on this team? Are you relieved about the running backs and the lack of, of serious injuries that they seem to have avoided right now? And what are you concerned about this week as they get ready for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Leave those thoughts in the comments on YouTube, in the reviews on iTunes. Make sure you like, sub, and hit that bell over on YouTube as well. We appreciate you spending your day with us in this amount of time. We'll talk to you tomorrow.